Hey everybody, this is Eric Frankhouse from EFP, episode 27. I know it has been a little bit. I was in Orlando at a conference, met some of you there. Been busy with some projects. Don't worry, the podcast will go on. And today I want to talk about setting the tone for your game. I do a lot of GM instructional stuff lately on this show, and I've got a lot of really good responses from it. I think it's helpful. This is shit I wish I would have had when I started GMing. So let's dive into kind of what I mean by setting the tone. Well, it's it's pretty simple. For example, how is Star Wars different than Star Trek? How is Forgotten Realms different than Dark Sun? How do you set the tone for these individual games when you sit down to run them for your players, your friends at a convention? Or if you're a player, how do you get involved in setting the tone? So we're going to go over those in a few points here. And my examples of things I want to talk about, study your setting, templates for handouts, words and language, music and soundtrack, maps, and then a few other special things towards the end of this. Again, I apologize for being gone. Um, it has been a blast, though, over two weeks. I hope you've missed me. I've missed you guys. I've missed the interaction. And let's just dive into this. There's a lot of shit to talk about on this episode. So let's start this off. You can't run a setting and IP without studying it. And I don't mean you need to know every damn thing about it. I mean, Star Wars is a great example of something not being able to know it all because the canon changed. It's no longer this, but it is that. But know what you're getting ready to run, the time frame. If, if you're going to run Star Wars and you're going to run during the Rebels cartoon series, know that. Know, look over the episodes. Look what they're about. You need to rewatch the whole series. Watch a few to get your, your feeling down for how it how it is told how the stories are portrayed. When you're running Star Trek and you're running DS9, pick a couple of your favorite episodes. You know, if it's about the Dominion War, watch the Dominion War stuff. If you're getting ready to do Forgotten Realms, maybe pick up an Ari Salvatore book, go through it, or do an audiobook and listen to it. Figure out what is different about those settings from other settings. I mean, there's a reason you picked to run it. Did you pick to run Star Wars because you love all the heroes? Did you pick to run Star Wars because it's this sci-fi genre, but still has a fantasy element of knights being Jedis. Focus on the thing you like about the setting. Focus on the things that you enjoy. So, you know, here's the list that makes it simple for studying your setting. Find out what makes it different from the other settings you've ran in the past. For example, we are currently running my Magic and Monsters Marks of Men, high fantasy 5e setting game, and then we're picking up some Star Trek because we want to play the system. Totally different. So you got to set that tone for yourself. You know What is different about these two things to make sure that your storytelling style matches? And then what should you highlight? Like I mentioned previously, is it the heroes? Is it the people who you love from you know the series you've read or comics you've read or novels, whatever it may be? And then understand the history behind it. You need to know everything, but Wikipedia and Wikipedia for Star Wars is godlike. It's a, it's a godsend. You can easily look up what everything in history is for these different genres, these different set pieces and fuck me man if i had this shit when i was younger running games would have been way easier so look at those take some notes i do believe in writing stuff down will help you remember and last read watch and listen to things that are that evolve and revolve around your set piece you know again if there is movie tv podcast put them in the background use that to set your tone for the week 
I find once I'm already running the game, I kind of get the tone. And if I ever feel lost, like, ah, I don't know if I'm just nailing this right, I'll go back and do it again. Maybe I miss something. Maybe I find something new. But that's all about studying your setting. Let's move on to the next part. So handouts are huge in tabletop RPGs. Every, I feel like every adventure you buy has some form of handout for you to use. But sometimes handouts don't fit the damn set piece that you're running. And this is big, especially if you're starting a new setting, a new thing with your, your players. Get those handouts to look like they belong in the world you're part of. It doesn't take a lot of work when you got a fucking printer. Also, online, look for templates. Um, X, you know, data pads, parchment paper, icons, symbols, hell, pre-made ones that you can just put text over top. Do you know that almost anything that has been in cinema or TV, you can literally look up the thing, for example, what is the Star Wars font? And find a font to use for your at-home use. Google, and Google Docs actually has a lot of these. And you can make good handouts in Google Docs really simply. You can find an image that you like, put it in the background, go into the draw setting of Google Docs, and write over top of it. Make a text box and do your thing and make it look like a data pad. You can do the same thing for Star Trek. You can go find great layout pieces for Star Trek. Forgotten Realms, you know, look through the book. Look at the background images Go, man, this is very parchment-y, uh, or this is coming from the Red Wizards of Thay. I need a symbol for them I can stamp on it. You may not be good at your Photoshop skills, but you can easily put something together to cut out a logo. And people are always trying to find logos that they don't want to cut everything out. Just look up PNG. Super easy to do. You're going to get a clear background on it, and you can just slap it over top of stuff. Drop that transparency to like 75% of that layer, 80%, or multiply it or overlay it, and you'll quickly make it look like it's part of the piece. It doesn't need to be 100% accurate, but it sure as hell helps to bring people in to make them feel a part of what you're about to run. So find templates. And I usually, every game I run, I have a folder that I have reference materials, templates, and I do it for that campaign. Now I have this big library of stuff for the different things that I run. So look through stuff. Find it. You might be lucky. Someone might have already done it for you. Borrow that shit. You're running at home. You're not selling a game, guys. So we've got the studying of our setting down. we got some handouts to give in the beginning or throughout the game. Now let's talk about the words and language of the setting. I will for always remember Planescape having a terminology area with the way people speak within Sigil. Um, Shadowrun does the same thing with the chummer terminology and the things that they do. See if your game has any words, or if the races or species in your games have ways that they talk. Take notes when you watch Star Trek. Um, a person who says the same kind of things here and there makes them feel real. I mean, listen to your friend. You'll notice their tics, you might get pissed, but everybody has something they do, and implement that into the way you handle your NPCs. Use terms and words that make people go, oh yeah, we're, we're in Sigil right now, obviously. You know, I'm saying Dirk, that's that's where that's where we are. Chummer, we're in Shadowrun. And and set that tone. It's not something you have to browbeat and use all the time, because there's some people within that world that are gonna use those terms and words constantly. So get the word and language down for your setting. Do your research. Star Wars, there's terminology that is used between, for example, a foreign sensitive, a Sith, and a Jedi. Know what those mean, because those terms have meaning behind them. There's a little bit more to this though. Language and words is how people talk. It's how we communicate. And if you don't have your communication skills up to snuff for that setting, brush up. Um, if there's people who are German in the, in the thing that you're getting ready to run, watch something that has good German accents in it. 
you don't have to do the accent, but you will pick up the way they speak and what they say about things in that translation. And these are just little things to make that setting hit home. And sometimes you'll find your players copy you and bring that into their characters as well. But if you don't have the ability to do good accents, there's nothing wrong with knowing the word and language because you can tell the people before they usually talk like this, they sound like this, and you can reference it to let people know and put it in their head. Let's keep that in mind when you're setting up to set the tone. So music really helps. You ever watch a, a show and realize that they didn't put good music in? Or a movie? I mean, you never watch Star Wars and go, oh, this music doesn't fit. Having music and soundtracks ready to play, it's an amazing way to set your tone of your game. Now, this is pretty cool. There are two things out there. If you don't know about them, you should find them. There is Sirenscape, which has got a really pretty cost-effective monthly charge uh, to be able to have access to all these sound effects. You make sound boards, entire audio tracks, ambient noises for the background for your fantasy or sci-fi games. It's either two separate subscriptions or, or you can combine them together. I think it's like $9.99 a month for all of that. Holy crap, it is amazing. I actually use it to write to a lot of times because it's just good ambient background noise. There's another group like that who does more of the audio tracks called Battle Bards. If you haven't spoke about this in your group um, and what music you use, those are great ways to do it. There's some cost behind them, though. And if you don't feel like having the cost, YouTube. If you have an Xbox or a PlayStation in your room or a computer set up to a sound system, make a playlist. Make it private if you want people to see it, whatever it may be, and get a soundtrack together from movies that inspire what you're about to run. Um, there are movies out there that you know put jazz to action scenes, and it actually works if you do it right. Cowboy Bebop is a fantastic animation that does that exact thing. Quentin Tarantino is known for putting together crazy scores that just seem out of place but somehow work. California is a fantastic example of that. So think about this. Get music, put a soundtrack together. Um, for a long time, I was putting together the intro trailer <laughs> for the players, and I would pick a song or something someone composed, and I would play that before we started, and everyone knew it was time to get into character. And we were getting ready to play whatever setting it was. And that time, it was a Fontia or Nodaria. Those things I would do and set them up. Get a slideshow of character art. If you have character art, monsters, put them together, and just have that music underneath and have that play in the beginning while you guys are recapping and what is going on. That music and sound track will set the tone i mean honestly it's kind of like having candles in a romantic dinner certain things set the feeling i've used candles when i've ran ravenloft numerous times so look through your music playlist your soundtrack your sound effects maybe there's something you can use i know there's a gm when i was at gen con that had a voice modulator app on his phone and he would speak through the voice modulator app and it'd come out through the speaker and he had like different pitches he could do for demons and for monsters also a really fun thing you can do. Keep these in mind as you're getting ready to run this new setting and get your tone ready for your players to latch onto and run along with you. But before I forget, music uh, in IPs, feel free to get things like The Witcher, which is what Critical Role has. Play that in the background because sometimes the same playlist and the same soundtrack becomes a great feeling for stuff. When I run Modern, um, I use the Supernatural soundtracks to kind of set that tone. And certain songs come up and they just seem to hit the right moment. So really quick, build a library of soundtracks for the specific thing you're running. I don't think I said that, but 
make sure you put together something that is you play more than once. You can add new music, but make sure it hits the genre, that note of what you're doing. Because as a GM, it's hard to time a soundtrack for combat. Unless you have a playlist ready and you know it's a combat song. And you can click it and hit repeat and it just plays. Less words, the better a lot of time. Unless you're doing that intro trailer. Magic and Monsters, Marks of Men, is now available on Patreon. From award-winning GM Eric Frankhaus comes a new 5th edition setting of High Magic. Learn more at patreon.com forward slash Eric Frankhaus presents. Thanks to Drew for doing that bumper. I got a few more from him that will come up in the upcoming episodes. Uh, he's a buddy of mine who's a voice actor and actor out of L.A. If you're looking for someone to do some amazing work from you, this guy does anything from acting to stunt work to choreography to, to voiceover. He is a master of many arts. Thanks again, Drew. One of my best friends like family. So this next topic is maps. You guys all know I'm a cartographer. You all know I do map stuff, and I believe maps are important, but when 3.5 came out, maps became about grid-based movement and chess-like movements, um, and, and that's good. There's there's time for tactical combat, but there's also time for theater of the mind, but with three, theater of the mind, having a map that's a layout of a building, the park you were in, the cemetery, helps people get an idea of positioning where they are, because they're already having to remember so much shit. Give them something to look at. So... I stockpile maps by genre or by location. Caves, sci-fi, spaceships, apartment buildings, you know, offices, you name it. And I stockpile these. If it's a modern game, I like to take Google Maps and do a layer over it and kind of erase things away and make my own Google Map. Or just use Google Maps itself. It's a modern game and you're playing in a modern world. That's the best thing about playing modern. You, you get the ability to use maps as a template. And these tools are, are easy to use. We all know how to use Google Maps. We all know how to download a map. And most programs nowadays, you can draw over top. So if there's something on the map you don't like, just pick that color and scribble the fuck over it. And then you can also make notes on it for yourself. If you've seen the plotted adventure stuff I do, you can tell that when I do a map, it's not about tactical combat moving on a board. It's about relative of where you are and what there is to explore. It's, it's a key, a guide to exploration so keep those things together get these tools ready and with maps said tools are important if you're a gm you need to have tools ready and here's the things i recommend you do to help setting name generators are abundant but make sure you're generating names that are suited to the session you're about to run if you're in the foothills of an area versus underwater in another area make those names different it will make that place feel alive Get a sheet of names ready that you can just cross off and note who they are. Sheet of cities and street names. Get location names like dungeons. If you're playing sci-fi, get planet names with base descriptions. There's generators out there for it. Instead of having to go generate it, just have those ready on hand. I believe in note cards. Have you ever seen my video on my note card box? I love that. But get all this shit on a list and be ready to run. Be prepared, but in an open-ended way. Don't railroad your players in a set piece when you can do things like this and just have a list in a bold letter that says people's names and you can broken down by areas in the world. Gutter trash, gang members. The sound of people in Athantia who come from Eisenheim is different from the people who come from Erikara. Those are the red elves and monsters and creatures. The magic and monsters, people who come from Uderak, the, the kingdom and city of courts. Versus Imperia, 
that's different people. Make sure those naming conventions fit. It's the way they sound. You look them up. You could do it even in real world by using regional names from different parts of the world if that helps you. Last names for you know, Mr. Mrs. Are those things used? Write those down. They're little notes, but they will help you keep together what the fuck it is you were trying to do. So that's it. That's what I have to say about setting the tone in your game. It's really a toolbox for GMs and for players to get their mind right and get themselves in the right position to run the game they are about to take part of. Take these things, you know, to mind as you prep. Be ready. All these things are basic, but having the reminders helps. I take notes. Note cards are the best for this, and I use a journal to map out my stuff. I know a lot of people use computers, but I find it distracting at the table. Try a pen and paper. Just give it a shot. You can always retype your notes out. They don't need to be that detailed. So, again, thank you, everybody. Sorry I was gone for a week or two there. Um, if you have not checked out my Patreon, I just released another update to Magic and Monsters Marks of Men. That is a high magic setting in a time where 5e doesn't seem to have that. Actually, they don't even have good full settings out for us. Fire's Hunger is out through uh, Schwab Entertainment. That is a audio-guided adventure like my plotted adventures. If you want something dark in a volcano, it's made for Shadows of Demon Lord, but honestly, you could take it, cut it, and use it for anything. Last, call in. I love call-ins to the show. If you haven't been doing that, Anchor is free. It costs you not a thing. So download, hit that little call-in button, and let's get a conversation started. And I'll put your ass on the air. Most of all, I love doing this. You guys know that. That's the book. I take notes. And I'm excited to be back. Um, I didn't need the break. The break just happened. And if you are looking to hear more from me, you can check out my Patreon at Eric Frankhouse Presents. Work that I'm currently doing. Uh, you'll be seeing things coming up for... City of Seven Seraphs. I'm really excited about their new Planescape-like setting made for the Pathfinder system. You'll hear from me, obviously, when I get the Gen Con. And over the next couple months, I'm going to be doing a series and some interviews. I love doing interviews. I have had a few on here, and I kind of want to get back to that. If there's anything you guys want to know, call in. Let me know. But that's it for the day, everybody. Like I always say, watch, listen, learn. Share some games and beer, everybody, and have an awesome day.